It's a new world order They've locked down the border Wherever we are That's where we have to stay No time for blame This is a runaway train Gotta apply the brakes For the future of humanity Gotta do whatever it takes Hold on We're all in this together It's a catch cry of the day We gotta be, period There is no other way But hey, can't cry all night There's a war to fight An enemy to put away Keep the faith Isolate Help is on the way Hi guys, this is Richard Sachs. Welcome back. We're on Lost Arts Radio. We've got a super guest tonight in Dr. Tao Braun, who's an expert in bioterrorism and interested in the prevention of it and analysis in order to find solutions. And he's also really involved in, uh, he's got a background in psychology, but also in finding remedies for what's going on with the whole COVID situation. So we have so much to talk about. Um, he was on a great interview with Mike Adams that we posted on lostartsradio.com, and I recommend listening to that carefully, and we're going to take off from there and see where we go. So welcome, Dr. Braun. It's a treat to have you here. Thank you, Richard. And uh, I think your soothing voice will have a, uh, a good, uh, very needed and welcome soothing uh, um, interview about a very heavy subject. Um, but I absolutely love how uh, silky smooth your, your voice is. And I think, I think voice, um, uh, voice has become uh, important um, for a whole bunch of reasons. I think that... Um, I've been paying attention to um, language so much uh, through uh, the beginning. The the pandemic for me was sort of a new evaluation of a very big threat. Um, My work, as you mentioned, uh, in terms of counterterrorism and law enforcement and um, um, bioterrorism stuff, at its core, it really comes down um, to understanding human behavior enough to know hey, we've got a problem over here. This person um, it wants to create some um, immense suffering. And mm-hmm. um, there's, a, there's a philosophical side that has to come with that because I think it's very important to, to work out, you know, um, yeah, you pay, people pay, suffer, pay money to, to suffer on a roller coaster and then they stand in line again to suffer all over again. And so suffering uh, is um, in terms of what we allow for um, – ourselves to do to each other and, and for people to do to us, uh, just like anything else, the, this is like taken a long time to come to some mutual agreement. And so when those r- rules get broken, uh, like somebody arriving at a, at a parade uh, to kill people, um, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. It's a big deal for humanity. And so I think that um, we currently uh, are in a serious deal breaker over here in that there's a handful of people that have uh, the desire uh, to ruin uh, and end life as we know it uh, on this planet. And I think that um, it strikes me as, um, as odd uh, 
um, that us as human beings, um, most people, um, uh, present, uh, um, company excluded because I, I know enough about you to know that your, your own, um, deep thinking would allow you to spot problems uh, much earlier than other people. But most people are just not comfortable to think that there could ever be a nefarious person out there that's willing to plot and plan their, their, their demise. And it's just too far. It's just, it's too far for people. Well, there are various kinds of addiction that you mentioned and people are familiar with obvious drug addictions like heroin and things like that. But people have become addicted to, suffering in ways that you're talking about that you've noticed in your psychological background but on the surface everybody is struggling to feel good and so they don't want to talk about this kind of stuff or look at it seriously and in fact as you know when a detective is investigating a serial killer and they try to get into the mentality of the killer a lot of times they develop serious psychological problems themselves. Yeah. And so when I started looking at this stuff, I quickly ran into the same thing and had to do something with my own focus and my own consciousness so that I wouldn't absorb the emotional frequency of what I was looking at. And if you make that change, you can look at anything without getting upset. Absolutely. I th- and I also think that um, uh, there's something to be said about sort of the right fit for any task. So, you know, I, I noticed I was never, I wasn't built, for example, to watch a game of football. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the Super Bowl might be exciting to a lot of people. Uh, I remember going to watch a Super Bowl party and, and uh, remembering one year to take a book with me. Um, and <laughs> because I wanted to be social and I wanted to be around other people, but the mm-hmm. idea of watching other people um, uh, participate in, in a physical activity is this something that I'm just not built for. I either I'm going to participate and I'm going to, you know, I'd be horrible. I'm, I'm horrible at most sports, but if I was going to, if I was going to p- participate in, in something like football, I'd much rather be trying to play the game than watching others uh, play the game. Now, of course, there's, there's yeah. differences in terms of listening to music or going and appreciating a piece of art. But as a bystander, um, there's, certain, there's certain tasks that I have trouble with. And um, so even with this very dark subject, um, I'm energized, as I'm sure you are too, by discovery. And so yeah, if you're discovering dark matter versus light matter, um, right. it's still discovery and there's joy in, in the discoveries you're making. And there's purpose about this discovery because we're trying to see if we care about the future of life and humanity, we want to know, all right, what can we contribute to make that more likely that it turns out well? Absolutely. And I think something changed for me recently. I have an 11-month-old baby. And um, mm. I think that having a, a, a child in today's time, um, I think that uh, it, it – it was, it's an anchor point for me because my questions each day aren't necessarily about saving the planet, uh, for myself anymore or for you, mm-hmm. um, or for anybody that I might run into. I have a task, which is I have offspring and, um, a person didn't ask me to be part of, uh, his creation. Um, but if I am going to bring, uh, offspring into this world, um, it, it, makes sense at least to me that part of my responsibility is to create a set of circumstances that afford him the ability to thrive, to have pleasure, to have less struggle. Um, right. You know, it, 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 it's been very grounding um, to see it like that way because I think, especially with the 
pandemic for me has made me very intolerant to most human beings, um, and mm. even more than I was before. And so without having, um, you know, my son anchoring me into, um, you know, going, oh, how can I do better today? And what other information do I need? And what else can I tell people about what I know? Um, it ultimately has a, a nice, a very practical end goal, just saying, does, does my day help my son in the future? Does it, That's know, perfect. And, what kind and, of and it works. What kind of intolerance are you noticing in yourself that you're talking about? Um, okay, so I'll give you an example. I went to take uh, my my, uh, my one of my best buddies in this whole world is my uh, my dog Shadow, and mm-hmm. um, and Shadow landed up uh, recently um, being put on insulin, and um, the profile that he had, I suspected that it would be a, fair, a fairly uh, transient uh, form um, of uh, needing insulin, uh, especially that. Um, I, I find it astonishing that most people are unaware, especially vets are unaware, uh, not connecting the dots, that um, most mammals are cycling through this um, uh, pandemic and, mm-hmm. um, and, and its various forms. And, and, and most, uh, most dogs and cats have cycled through um, uh, SARS-CoV-2 and, uh, and the different um, strains um, of Omicron. And so um, they, they're not as um, impacted. Certain species are. Uh, Certain breeds within those, uh, um, you know, species are. Um, but when it came recently, um, his, his health declined uh, pretty rapidly, and so a decision was made that we'll put him on some insulin for um, a little while. But I suspected um, that it was going to be uh, pretty. Um, um, temporary um even though numerous vets have told me you know uh, that's not how it works and um right. you know especially with uh, you might find that with a cat but not with a dog um and so the intolerance is coming from um having to trust expertise from people that would now expect me to have a consult in a parking lot because you're mm-hmm. not allowed inside the building anymore. Um, oh, wow. Um, my wife wasn't allowed to use the bathroom as an unvaccinated person. She literally got asked the question um, you know, when she needed to go inside um, uh, to, to pee. She was asked, um, are you vaccinated? Like that has any bearing on anything. Wow. And so when a, uh, a doctor, um, a physician of, uh, of animal medicine, uh, which um, uh, interestingly enough, um, animal medicine um, is much more thorough than human medicine. They have right. to know <laughs> about so many, um, uh, so many different uh, species, um, uh, uh, big and small. They also have to work with patients that are often um, very similar to a doctor that has to work with a severe um, uh, non-communicative uh, communicative, uh, patient because the animals can't tell them what the problem is. So they mm-hmm. tend to be wonderful physicians. Um, they also, there's yeah. a group of, of, uh, of, of veterinary doctors that tend to be some of the most pathological and psychopathic on the planet. Um, and their interest in veterinary science, um, oddly enough, has got nothing to do with uh, compassion uh, for the animals or taking care of them. They are find themselves um, in pharmaceuticals. Um, mm. If you have a look at uh, most vaccine development teams, you know, find most of them are vets. They have the, um, you can look at their titles behind their name and they're normally DVM. Um, Albert, uh, Albert uh, Bo- uh, uh, I want to call him Boiler because he's the Pfizer um, 
Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. the head uh, of Pfizer. The, the head of the of the Pfizer's version of this genocidal um, um, uh, biocide. Is um, it Burla or something? Burla. Like yeah, and so he's 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 a uh, he's he's a person that fits you know, perfectly with this description. Where there's an absolute comfort for them to experiment on animals. The cruelty that they once inflicted on animals um, allows them to take on these professions where uh, they are um, highly motivated uh, in, in terms of their own ambitions and profit. Uh, but mostly um, it's sort of the playground that they get to, um, to really be wonderfully abusive um, right. under the guise of, of, of science. And this is a perfect example of how many um, um, people trend, you know, go from um, um, animal medicine to um, to vaccine development. Um, it's very hard for me as I um, go through the information about SARS-CoV-2, um, and it and and it's not. In 10 minutes, you're already into something where they talk about the animal model of it. Or if you look at uh, Rolf Barrick, uh, you know, talking about the, the development of, uh, of, of these peptides and they talk about building the animal model and they were able to do this in the mouse. Um, it took me back to the very first time in my Bachelor of Science where I was in a lab um, uh, being, um, you know, there was a scientist that was explaining her work um, and I remember sitting, listening to how callous this person sounded um, yeah. about the type of work that they do each day by going and, 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 and essentially purposefully creating suffering um, onto a, a being in the name of helping another being. And Well, they actually believe that, you know, that attitude is taught in school. Yeah. To be a scientist, you have to have no emotion. Yeah, so what they've done now, um, and I think the pandemic was the f sort of final layer to this, is that um, it's very easy to see that we now um, are their, their lab rats and mm -hmm. that uh, all of their experiments and all their data and all of the efficacy data has, has got this in mind, that there is this number that they've come up with where the sacrifice um, is sufficient. Uh, uh, or is acceptable, you know, this idea that X amount of people will die, you know, X amount of children will die from uh, being exposed to this, uh, to this uh, pathogen, and it's acceptable within this experiment. And right. so, yeah, you're, you're right in terms of that they are um, completely uh, calloused and taught, and you don't last long, and you will not be promoted if you show any interest into the non-harm of any of these creatures um, or wanting them to have a, uh, a, a better life than what, what's being provided for them or even a discussion that says, hey, um, you know, when transferring the rats from one cage to another, um, can we not, you know, walk them over, holding them by their tails with, and then force it? Like, can we find at least a nice way of transfer? Like, the idea that you're sort of going to be human within this inhuman system, which, which you, would get, you would get turfed out, you would get weeded out of that program. That's right. It means really you're not quickly. a real scientist. Right. And so, you know, you can you can know that uh, to go back to your question, you know, I think that the intolerance for me now, um, it's creating um, a profile in me, which I don't like seeing in real time, which is this uh, very much a survivalist um, uh, mentality, a prepper like mentality where, you know, if a, a, a veterinary surgeon uh, is going to have a consult with me outside 
wearing a medical mask uh, that couldn't even begin to stop the particle size right. of these of these peptide chains and that person it loses loses credibility with me in terms of the willingness to participate in a genocide as the primary driver for the intolerance the second layer is the willingness to not speak up about junk science um, the third mm. layer is the willingness to compromise their own industry to the point where they have accepted that it's acceptable to see a patient and their client, their human, you know, companion that's brought them for a medical issue uh, in such a compromised way that they're prepared to do it, standing next to the wheel of a car, um, says volumes about how cowardly um, and how helpless that person feels that they would just go along with this when, when the rest of society sees them in their white coats or sees them with their titles and holds them in such, um, uh, you know, with such revere, um, that they are essentially the weapon that they are the weapon that's being used to weaponize the information. If it didn't come. Yeah. If it didn't come from the people that you interacted with, if, if, if every scientist in the world had just said no, if every doctor, if every, if every, if every person who had the, uh, enough physics to call themselves a scientist would have just said the first week that they suggested masking, they said, do you understand the size of these particles? Like, can, can, we, can, can we just gather around a table and I'll just use, you know, scale models to show you how absurd you're being? I think um, it's a tribute to education, isn't it? Because they've been taught that the, I mean, what you're defining is the establishment of a new religion. And you could say it's the medical aspect of scientism. And they've been taught in school that there are certain sources of information that are unquestionably reliable. One of those is CDC. Another one is WHO. And there are others. And there are certain individuals, too. And if they say something, you don't have to check it out. It's true. And one of the things that they've said is that vaccines save the world. It's the only reason any of us are here. And <laughs> yeah. so, you know, and, and the, the usual stuff as well. If you question that, vaccines eradicated polio and they eradicated smallpox, both of which are lies. Yeah. But it's built on stuff like that. Uh-huh. And if you question it, you're out. You can't be a priest anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, the the, the word, I think it was Mao Zedong that said, uh, you know, that religion is the opiate of the people. And I think that, you know, less kind words is I agree with you completely that that's a philo- uh, sort of, it drives whether it's a religion or a cult or, um, you know, um, uh, you know, a team that, that says, you know, this, this is, this is the way that, that we all do it now and, and come along with us or, or you're out. I think yeah. what's, what's fascinating is there's, there's, uh, uh, there is certainly enough um, social psychology to explain why people do certain things in terms of agreeing and cohesion experiments. And there's this wonderful YouTube video that people can look up where there's a study, I think it was done out of UPenn, um, where they, they basically show how easy it is to create a new rule and get people to follow that rule mm-hmm. and then get the original rule makers to leave the system and see that the second and third tier in the fourth year, continue Wasn't on. Wasn't there some video about some lady sitting in a waiting room? Correct, for a doctor, correct. Right? Yeah, and, and I think and that's you're a- supposed to stand up when there's a beep. Yes, exactly. That 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 social experiment is a wonderful illustration. But I think that what 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 I mean, you know, I. 
I'm a very blunt person and um, uh, the judgmental of my side of myself has always given myself permission to dig a little deeper and at its core, um, a nice way to put it would call it energy efficiency that it, it, it takes energy to challenge something. And yeah. so if you don't have energy, if you want to put your energy somewhere else, whether it's, you know, somebody going home and playing a video game tonight, instead of, you know, caring about their world, then, then energy dynamics will create this, um, this agreement with the, with the, you know, whatever it is that you're supposed to be agreeing. But I think the non nice way to say it is it's just, it's just laziness. You know, most right. people are just what, what lazy. What would happen to your feeling about those people that you're intolerant of if you remembered the power of hypnosis and mind control and saw that they were uh, subjects of a very sophisticated, aggressive program of mind control and they didn't even know what they were doing? Would you still feel the same toward them? Um, so it's interesting because I'm able to split the person, the judgment, um, when I, when I felt uncomfortable that this vet would have that much value anymore for me in terms of being able to give me solid advice yeah, rather yeah. than me going home and using Google. Um, it wasn't that I was judging, um, you know, the part of it is that I'm judging the nature of, of, of this person to go along with it and being fascinated by the unwillingness to, um, uh, you know, to break the rules and to think for themselves. Um, I, I am I am tolerant to those that have been tricked, um, but I think that what what we all owe ourselves, um, and 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 maybe maybe I, I I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm trans transplanting some of my own personal experience um, is that um, when you get tricked, you get tricked in the moment. Um, the lead up towards being tricked is um, is very important um, in terms of um, did you give yourself time and energy and focus and training to minimize the ability for you to get hypnotized? Because hypnotism is just a form of suggestion. And if you, sure. pri- if you prime yourself that you are not going to take on suggestions. Um, what, if, what if you didn't even know it was an issue? Um, I, I suspect, I suspect that if, if we truly got people to be, um, uh, really honest, really, really honest, um, I suspect that there's a category that includes children. Uh, it includes, uh, uh, people uh, that are, um, potentially cognitively impaired. Um, I think that, uh, um, there is a group of people that for me would get a complete 100% uh, no accountability score uh, in terms of they didn't know it was happening. And then I suspect the bulk of the people uh, know it's happening um, and are willing to participate in the happening of something um, because it makes more, there's more benefit in their own minds to accepting the happening, then challenging it. And mm-hmm. then I think that the pushback that you'll get from someone uh, is that they'll deny that they're doing that, um, but their behavior will signal otherwise. Their discomfort, their unwillingness to even have a conversation yeah. shows you that they are not truly accepting something. To truly accept something, I, I think, in a in a very purposeful, motivated, and uh, an all-knowing way, um, I think you're even more open to hearing um, something that challenges you because you don't perceive a, um, you don't, uh, perceive a threat 
right. to that challenge. Um, so let's use this as a let's use this as a as a really nice way of just illustrating a point over here. So if you're willing um, to be agile. Uh, at the face of something happening um, uh, and it doesn't challenge or you don't get stressed. There was a time in my life that uh, doing what I just did, um, you know, admitting that the computer was about to run out of power and mm. that I have to change from camera one to camera two, right? Um, it right. might, it would have caused, it would have, it would have been uncomfortable for me. Um, I think that we all owe it to ourselves um, to create a sense of realness um, where we pierce through the veil and we allow ourselves to say, well, you know, Tao and Richard are having a chat about some things that they care about. And there's some things uh, that are supporting their chat that involve technology. And some of that can run smoothly and some can have issues. Um, Let's not get flustered by the by the you know the sort of fluff on the sides when right. the true essence of, of 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 what we what we're chatting about is you know the thing that is happening you know that we're talking about is is a is a massive um, worldwide culling that's happening in real time now mm. the the uh, I, I have a question for you that I'm going to come back to which is you know, if 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 people have been tricked um, they're the, the lead up to that trickness didn't come overnight. It came through uh, a, a complete set of programming. Um, mm-hmm. And each, each, each thing along the way, um, at every opportunity, there was a choice to go along with the programming or not to go along with the programming. Um, and there was, there was reward. There was reward for either of those choices. Um, I just don't think that many people have had the opportunity uh, to see how rewarding life can be if you are willing to challenge systems. We are always being shown um, uh, illustrations, uh, whether it's through uh, the news, through a movie, through storytelling. Um, we are, we, there's a, there's a, people like to romanticize problems uh, that had to happen to strengthen someone, sort of the Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. And right. if, they ma- if they make it through, then, then this awful thing, you know, like sleeping in your car and then becoming, you know, the, you know, uh, um, what's your name, Rowling, um, uh, who wrote the Harry Potter series. Yeah, and, J.K. Know, Rowling. Yeah, just sleeping in her car as a homeless person. Right. Um, now, the romantic part of that story is told, oh, look how, you know, she persevered and she finally made it. No, right. we're a very cruel society and we awful to creative people and until they prove themselves until they you know uh, be uh, are willing to be uh, uh, you know sacrifice themselves so much so that they can entertain the coliseum on our behalf we're willing to do awful things to them and if they truly make it and we want to call them a celebrity um, then we'll real to, we, we'll 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 tell their story where sleeping in your car was was definitely a part of the journey that had to take place and without it she wouldn't have been as successful she wouldn't have been as Tap, you know, tap in as deep, um, and so I think that that uh, my point with that is that um, the uh, at every given choice, a chance, and and maybe even through this conversation, we can encourage people to be even bolder at at dismantling these very systems that have always enslaved us, where we've been you know been willing to be trapped. But my question to you, because it's a great question you asked me, is. What do you feel about about people's level of um, of accountability in in, in this um, massive? It's gone beyond a genocide at this point. I mean, it's a worldwide culling of of and eventually the death of all human life. Yeah, 
Yeah, not, not that many people realize that. And I, th- you're talking, asking about how much are individual people accountable. Yeah, and your and your level of, um, you know, what, you know, what, what do you feel about that? And then also, you know, how, what do you, you know, what do you do about those moments where, you know, the willingness of people to not see what's right in front of them? Like, how do you, yeah. you know, how how do you cope with that? This is such a a deep question with implications for life or death for the world. I mean, it's not an academic little question. No. So um, if you're the controller operating the programming, mind control, trying to keep people from awareness of what their real choices are, there are a couple of things that you do, and you know this from your psychological background. One is that you make them unaware that they have a choice. Keep that hidden. You don't say, are you going to choose A or B? You don't even bring up the choice because you want it automatic. And the other is you maximize fear. And when you do that, you've learned over, you know, a long time of developing these techniques, how to make people just fall into a choice before they even notice it. And it, it brings me back to a, a scriptural reference, and I'm, I'm not religious, but I think there are things within scriptures and the Bible that are Absolutely. incredible, and one of them, and deep, and one of them as a quote attributed to Jesus saying about murderers, forgive them because they don't know what they do. They don't know what they did. Actually, it was about the people condemning him to death, too, and I think um, he would have the same attitude toward anybody. And I've come to the same conclusion. And, and so that doesn't make it a simple, superficial answer because we have ultimately infinite choices and no real limitations on what we can do other than what we believe is impossible. So my answer would be a combination of saying, you are entirely responsible for everything in your experience of life. on yourself, which realization of which gives you unlimited power to fix it. But at the same time, you're not to blame for anything because whatever you fell for, there was programming that led you to that. And so if you see that and you drop the blame, it opens up ways to fix this situation that if we get stuck on blame, we're not going to see. Yeah, um, and I think I, um, I, I love your reference and I, I love the reminder, um, you know, that forgiveness is always a part of moving forward. Um, I think that it, there's, a, there's a sort of a combined approach that I think is needed at this time, um, a leadership approach. I think that there was immense power in, um, in Jesus pointing out um, that the common person, um, really had very little knowledge of, of, of the, what was taking place behind the scenes, um, of right. that, that ultimately led to, um, you know, um, him being crucified, um, sort of put to death for being uh, this uh, this activist, this revolutionary. Um, now, when I've, I've noticed that when I go near some of these topics, I think that um, I, I've noticed sometimes I read the comments from people, and I think that I want to encourage people to know that you know, there's there's always value in in looking through historical narrative and trying to um, assess it uh, and and put it into into 
current context and and know that um, you know for, for me I just want to make the point that that my interpretations of things should never feel disrespectful uh, to to people in their the way that they choosing um, to to believe a historical record that this, right. in my mind at least a lot of things can live side by side and one this of which is, is that 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 Jesus um, that Jesus when when people say that Jesus uh, died for our sins you know part of it is that that there's a there's a a nice uh, wake up call here for people that have fallen for this is that as they start um, um, as they uh, um, um, give me one second um, as they start um, uh, you know working towards um, this um, this un- understanding and, and this will happen to more and more people that are um, slowly not taking um, the quote unquote vaccines anymore. Now, right. There's a part, there's a part that I just have to get into. Otherwise, I think it could be confusing for people. So the, the bioweapon itself, that's the, the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2. Um, you know, very briefly, I think the, the thing that I'm starting to get known for is that my work is concentrated on, um, you know, there was the binding of, of that molecule to the ACE receptors of where, you know, um, I, the, the theoretical, um, uh, and somewhat provable model could show that, uh, that this is a place where a virus could bind to, um, and, and then use the host as resources to replicate because it's an obligate par- uh, uh, parasite. Um, and I think even that, uh, gets to the point where it's way too complicated uh, to, to me, the issue of, 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 uh, of, um, the big and smallness of things um, complicate things for our human brains. And so what I like to do is I often just like to scale things up and down. So to me, if you were looking for a place to build a house and you were driving around and you were looking at terrain and you mm-hmm. were saying, um, oh, wow, you know, that's, that seems like a decent pl- uh, piece of land to buy. Um, I really like the gradient on it. I like that when it rains, there's going to be runoff. Uh, mm-hmm. from the rain and, and that you know, it won't flood the house. I, I like the way that it's, um, you know, that, that the, you know, it's sort of there's, there's a secure feeling um, of, of the natural boundaries around it. Um, and then importantly, if somebody got, uh, was very excited because they, they were under a time crunch of, of building this home for themselves, I mean, they could go, wow, I think I really like this piece of land because there was already work done here and they've actually laid down a foundation already mm-hmm. that, that, that comes with the piece of land. And right. that would be the equivalent of looking at these ACE receptors and knowing that it's a very, um, it's the insert point, the uh, part that makes sense for the molecular binding of the spike protein to lock in. And um, just like uh, um, any other living creature to then extract what it needs. But there's another part to all of this that, that is either being purposefully, in my opinion, left out or the ACE was used as a distraction, but it's really corrupted the, um, the ability for people to understand the disease progression and to save lives. And that is that the, there's a higher binding affinity, um, and that is to the, what's known as the acetylcholine, uh, colon, uh, acetylcholine receptors, um, and specifically the nicotine, uh, the nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at those, those are, um, you know, most people are, are familiar with neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine, and they forget that there's this, uh, neurotransmitter that really is a 
the great controller. When you mentioned the word control earlier, or you know, when you, you can't can't escape the idea that any person that's interested in killing a bunch of people ultimately they're coming from this plane where they want to control life itself and they want to play God. Mm-hmm. And in our bodies, the uh, the acetylcholine receptors and, and acetylcholine as a chemical are essentially the controllers of a lot of our circuitry and a lot of our our chemicals and our hormones. Yeah. Um, and so um, the um, part of the trick over here that's allowed people to be compliant and has allowed people to, you know, if Jesus was around, you know, uh, he would say, you know, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. And part of that is that they are literally being taken over, um, not only psychological, psychologically in their mind uh, control, but also chemically to the point that this down regulation of this nicotinic receptor really mm-hmm. creates a very rigid, non-creative, non-questioning right. thinking. It is that- the, it, it's the chemical of slavery, really. Yeah, that brings up the whole, well, I want to say one other thing. We've got so much to talk about. It would be nice to have several days to finish. But um, one of the things that you brought up um, made me think of what is intelligence, you know, as far as the question of whether people know what's going on. And there are two, at least two major different varieties of intelligence. One is what they measure with IQ tests. You know, the ability for pattern recognition and interpretation of what, what the patterns mean and calculation ability in your head and stuff like that. And a lot of the really um, malevolent people have high IQs in that sense. Yes. There's another uh, type of intelligence, which is the ability to see the obvious or what should be obvious. And that can be totally different. So I would say that people like, uh, Bill Gates and Soros and uh, these other, not the highest members in the power structure because they don't use names we would ever hear. But the ones on the level that we were talking about, they're intelligent on one level. They're totally opposite of intelligent on the other more deep level, yep. which is the understanding, the intuitive connection to the knowledge that we're all networked with each other. And we are all literally so deeply connected that, and this is the origin of a lot of the scriptural references that love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that's not just academic. That's because as a deep level, at a deep level, they're yourself in another form, literally. I agree with you. Once you know that, you can't do what these criminals do because you're doing it to yourself. And they don't know. They really don't know. They have the other kind of intelligence. And that leaves them setting themselves up for a bad fall because of what they're doing unknowingly, Yeah, even I, though they I, think they know. You're spot on. And I think that um, I, think I like, I like the, the, um, uh, the comparison to intelligence because I think that part of it is that uh, the issue around defining intelligence has always been um, it leaves out uh, some some very important um, um, components uh, to society needs to always include uh, in any intelligence um, assessment um, a collaborative um, 
discussed and agreed upon set of values um, uh, around uh, around um, that intelligence um, uh, ought to include um, uh, concepts like like ethical decisions and that mm-hmm. um, that you know, with intelligence and uh, you know the emotional emotional intelligence and social intelligence they they, they get compartmentalized as their own form of intelligence rather than an intelligent being uh, should should be someone that um, uh, can know that the path that they're on uh, could cause uh, death and destruction, um, but they're so intelligent um, that they that they realize that they're um, that if they don't control their own suffering, their own ambition, their own desires uh, for their own um, gratification. That the the intelligence should tell them two things. One, it should tell them um, that uh, that they're what they think they're desiring um, uh, um, ultimately um, what you said uh, in terms of everything being connected is that bringing down the suffering, bringing uh, you know, uh, bringing up the suffering of others um, brings up your own suffering. Right, um, it damages to your, yourself to yeah. your point, right? Of of this interconnected uh, web, but there's a second part to it that um, the they lack an intelligence um, because their own prediction um, is off. So um, right. uh, the part that I've been very curious about with certain uh, people um, that you know, like you said, there are names that we know and there's names that we don't know. But the, the sort of drivers that you see in the public uh, that make these um, massive decisions for us or on behalf of us, um, you know, these uh, people that are uh, so self-righteous and arrogant mm-hmm. uh, with their sense of who they are, um, they, the, the part that allows me to look at them with compassion is that I'm able to see that their own assessment of what they think they're doing is not going to bring them what they what their their agenda. So, for example, right. um, you know the idea that uh, um, you know, I'm going to use two examples here that I think most people are familiar with, uh, certainly with Bill Gates. Um, this idea of um, you know I will control the planet, I will depopulate, I will help these people because they're so helpless without me and without my operating systems, right? I mean, I think that the word choices are so blatantly obvious in terms of this person, the way that they think where, you know, computers, these, you know, digital machines suddenly had viruses, right? And antivirus software is a vaccine. Um, you know, the overlap between, um, you know, Bill Gates, um, the original uh, criminal complaints were around my operating system is better than your operating system. And it's so much better that I'm going to manipulate the system and I'm going to get I'm going to break antitrust laws because I know that that ultimately everybody should be using my product rather than the products that they either desire and I'll knock out the competition. And the the ultimate uh, belief system there um, is it defies the um, uh, the real world data so that these people never want to hear. So, for example, at the time, Bill Gates would have sworn to you uh, that Microsoft was the leading product because it was better, not because he was involved in criminal activity, <laughs> breaking antitrust laws. It was mm-hmm. because it was a better product. And even if the data was saying, no, Bill, 
It's needing constant repair. It's unethical that your own company is now charging for those repairs. Their own um, uh, narcissism uh, is a lack of intelligence where they are not prepared to even judge the system um, objectively um, and then go, you're right, how could my product be a better system when on paper it's breaking down more than the, than my competitors? The, the second yeah. part to that is that the um, – the uh, fixation on end goal um, is gigantically disappointing to a mass killer. So this is another reason why you will always see that um, when given the right set of circumstances, uh, generally mass killers will suicide. And um, they do this because ultimately their final act uh, is really a deep desire um, for that suffering and that incompetency and, um, and for their misery and pain, their non-acceptance of who they are, their final act of what they're doing, they have built a, um, a system and it goes beyond motivation. This is when you get into an obscure science called conation, which is the science of drive. And they're driven by this idea that by doing this final act of creating death and destruction uh, will get them this reward, this personal reward, the satisfaction that they were just as alive as mm -hmm. everyone else. And it doesn't come. It never does, and, and, and they, end, they end with this big bang that basically leaves them feeling more empty. And, and, and so they lack intelligence on their own predictive modeling. Um, and you see this all the time with, with school shooters or um, you know, workplace uh, violence where the person thinks, if I just did this, the, you know, sort of the basic thinking, computer technology, if then. And, and I want to make it uh, once again personal. And um, unfortunately, on my side, I have to wrap up. But there's a there's a component to this that I think helps people to solidify a lot of the concepts that we've talked about, including the fact that um, I think there's a part to me. Not a think. I'm I'm I, I know. Um, even if other people aren't comfortable with it, um, there's a part to me that the enabling that we've done, our pathology the enabling of letting things go to the point that these people have given them um, permission to turn ethics upside down um, is, it needs to stop. I think that intolerance has a place. And when, uh, where I was going with leadership models is mm -hmm. that I think Jesus chose an excellent model to say, forgive them. Uh, they don't know what they were doing. Moses actually did the opposite. Um, and I think yeah. that what, what we're looking for in this, in this pandemic as a, as a way to end this is we need a combination uh, of both. And then, and then also uh, the sum of the parts is always greater. Um, and so I, I think that there's a part to it where Moses, um, the, the exodus um, was, a, um, it was a, uh, a surprising admission that sometimes to break a system completely, you have to leave it. And so yeah. Moses left it. Jesus stayed within it and tried to work the problem within. And what Moses did is he said to, to uh, Egypt, um, all right, I'll tell you what, I, I, you, you win. We, you've given us permission. He um, uh, traded off, in my opinion, a bunch of uh, really good IP um, of some great science that he understood. Um, and he traded that off, and then he, he got permission. Um, uh, they reneged on the deal, at least they tried to, but it was too late. And what he did, strangely, and, and uh, some historical texts that I've been looking at is that there's, very, there's many versions of the story of the Great Exodus, but one of them is, is, is written from the Egyptian perspective that I think is interesting, is that uh, there was two 
two layers to the Exodus. And the first one wasn't taking uh, uh, the Israelites to Israel uh, as the Exodus. That came later. The first layer of it um, was actually to build a alternative community just on the outskirts uh, uh, on the on the outskirts of town. Um, these um, this massive structures, these um, these idols, um, the reliance on the technology um, was all set up in a very similar way to this pandemic to make people feel helpless. Mm-hmm. To like you use some brilliant words where you said it takes away the idea that someone has choice, right. and so there was this aspect where what Moses did right in front uh, of the rulers um, is that he built an alternative reality that worked. Um, and, yeah. and, it, and it allowed people, uh, it, it, it gained credibility to show that there was choices because um, he took it one step further. Uh, and the first version of some monotheistic God um, was actually to say, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to show you that we can survive uh, just the same as you. And in fact, we'll start thriving without giving credit to any deity mm-hmm. at all. And we'll show that some form of atheism is possible, that, that we will be just fine. We will take the chance, right? And we will right. show that your superstition and your idols are not actually keeping you alive. And to do that, we'll take ourselves to the out, uh, outskirts of town and, and we will become the pariahs that you've made us. And in return, what we'll do is we'll create theater for you that you can check in on us. And Moses' great wisdom was to show them in a really nice FU. Um, and I think this is what we can start doing to the pharmaceutical companies too, with complete rejection of these models, complete yeah. rejection of them, a complete non-reliance. Um, and then lastly, what I want to say in, in, um, uh, around the, the personal part of, of where I was going is that the, uh, the other counterpart that I think is much more nefarious than Bill Gates in terms of sort of a leadership to this is that um, – I really have uh, um, uh, come to the, at least uh, the conclusion for now um, that this human being called Dr. Martin Rothblatt has spent decades um, building a network that's ex- very, very much a cult um, that is runs across the world, and they are believers in Martin Rothblatt's uh, um, power trip um, and noble goal um, where, um, to quote your words um, uh, in the way that you would describe it, um, it's the elimination of the biosphere. It is um, taking everything that we know and eliminating it all. And the saddest part about this for Martin Rothblatt, and I hope that by now uh, Martin Rothblatt is starting to actually hear me in some of these interviews. The saddest thing is that it's not going to bring Martin Rothblatt um, the uh, desire that he um, uh, slash she um, has got, which is the desire to not feel the pain and suffering that he or, or slash she has gone through since birth in feeling other. Now, explain what you mean by he slash she. So, well, this is a trans person um, who went from Martin Rothblatt 
to become uh, at one stage the most, I think, the world's um, uh, highest paid uh, female CEO. Um, but um, she, uh, biologically, it was still Martin Rothblatt who was right. trans right. and became Martine Rothblatt. My um, pointing out uh, the uh, pain and suffering is that what is being left out of the um, uh, trans debate uh, is that the trans debate is being driven um, by the politics of, of, of Dr. Martine Rothblatt. Millions and millions of dollars, probably into the billions, has mm-hmm. gone into a lobbyist agenda um, for deeply personal reasons. Um, Martine Rothblatt has the power and the money to try and create a world where this person's sexual slash gender identity um, you know, was so painful uh, to this person um, that they um, and they are you know to use the word that we 're using before they are manipulative and intelligent enough uh, to build a system to essentially eliminate the realness of the world so that they could live just for one moment without pain mm-hmm. now now that there, there, there is a there is a um, there's a, um, a very easy trick. That, that you can do on a psychiatric ward. If you ever want to um, uh, know who the person is who's under the most pain or quote unquote, let's say the sickest, right? Like um, right. in terms of on a psychiatric ward, the person that needs the most help, um, it will be the person who is getting one, the most attention or secondly, it's the person who gets the least attention, but you spot who has the most power. Hmm. When you spot the person who's getting no attention, but when you dig and you see that they are in charge of everything, you have spotted the psychopath in the system. Hmm. And when their pain is so torturous that only movies can really, you know, do this descriptor, like, uh, you know, right. sort of silence of the lamb kind of stuff. When yeah, they yeah. are so tormented that they are willing to use their apex predator abilities to essentially assassinate the entire world in the attempt to have one moment without pain. And so she's, she, she's actually, she's, she's really far. She's very, very far uh, in this goal. In my opinion, the human being, beyond the huge network and the power and the cabals and the money and the banks and all of the stuff. And even deeper, if anybody wants to make this deeply spiritual and they want to talk about other worlds and other creatures, I'm fine with that in their paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a paradigm that I know enough about to even have a, a great opinion on. But what I can say is that the human quality is that when you spot somebody who has so much pain and a lifetime's worth of pain and suffering with the ability to chameleon their way through, to uh, in, 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 in essence, venomate their way through, to, to eventually create uh, a system that would even use a bioweapon um, that has venom on it, uh, to envenomate the world, to exterminate themselves. Um, uh, uh, and, and Martine Rothblatt's um, uh, manifesto, to quote her own, to, par- uh, to paraphrase her own manifesto, um, transgender is only a point of a pathway towards transhuman. Exactly. And transhuman is the ability to completely leave one's physical being Right. And join with others in an ethereal universe to continue to continue living uh, uh, perpetually. 
Um, and in that pathway is a solid amount of actionable steps that an individual, a community, an organization, and now the entire planet can take so that we essentially all commit suicide and right. join Martin Rothblatt, who may or may not be in, in the metaverse at that point. So instead of the Kool-Aid with Jim Jones would make it simple and said, look, just drink the Kool-Aid and you'll be great. Um, they're saying the metaverse is your Kool-Aid and drink that and, and you're, bec- you're going to become immortal. Drink and, the, the Kool-Aid in this, in your metaphor, the Kool-Aid is the vaccine. Okay. Use but, the vaccine. But they know then, subconsciously that they're not really going to become immortal. No. They're going to be, sub- they're going to be supplanted by dead machines. That's right. And they don't right. care because they would rather, I mean, this is the basis of my work. It, uh, the essence of all mass killing, you find that um, no matter how you spin it, no matter how complicated you want to make it, what mass killers have in common is they're suicidal. Exactly. And that's because they're so out of touch with themselves. They think that there's nothing. Yeah. And they, and they don't feel anything. I mean, the, the right. physiology of a mass killer is very much, uh, um, uh, you know, should not on the, the theoretical model of a psychopath really should not uh, be a living creature. These, these people's, um, even their heart rates, they're, uh, they're at bradycardia, they're at bradycardia the majority of their lives. Um, you know, Prince Andrew says it best. Uh, um, he could not have been described as somebody sweating. Uh, by a victim of his sexual abuse because he doesn't sweat. He doesn't have emotion. He doesn't have emotion. And more importantly, um, it would take something um, uh, uh, immense uh, and probably would never happen physically to make a psychopath sweat. I mean, they just don't, uh, they just are not calibrated in that way. Their physiology is at such a low baseline that uh, not only do they not have emotions mentally, um, but their bodies, um, their bodies are not showing uh, uh, physiological emotions. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like you said, we could go on for days. Um, we can. I, ha- I have to wrap up. Um, and I uh, want to just really thank you. Um, I, I, it was a, a, a sort of an unexpected surprise to be able to bring a piece to this and give it, give it the time that it deserves, which is, which is really the philosophical ideological component that I think people um, uh, can spend some time thinking about what, 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 what drives people uh, to this level of hurt. Well, and you've mentioned a possible positive uh, answer to this in the sense of setting up parallel civilization. You know, you mentioned Egypt in that sense. And if you just go outside the existing system, which people are doing in many ways, now a lot of projects around the world, and in America, they're setting up parallel medical systems, which are health-based, not poison chemicals that are called medicine. And they're setting up parallel educational systems, honest scientific systems, um, non-poisonous food systems. Those are in progress, and people can help with that if they want to. I, I think it's. Um, I think that there's a part to it that uh, I, it gives me a, a little bit of a um, Schadenfreude. Uh, uh, you know, um, there's a part to all of us where we have to um, watch ourselves finding pleasure in other suffering. But there's a part to um, you know me um, thinking that it must be slightly confusing, um, and also gives me hope um, that somebody could see somebody, for example, that's unvaccinated. And is not getting sick, and and yet everyone who's vaccinated is 
getting sick all the time. Um, and, and I think there's a part to it that there's also hope in creating this parallel universe where you don't submit uh, to the um, Kool-Aid of the day and then other people get to see you thrive and right. they are struggling and then it becomes much easier for buy-in to happen in reverse. Yes. You know, self-awareness becomes contagious. Correct. Correct. I love that. That's, that's, that's a really... Uh, I think that's powerful. the pandemic we need to start. Yep. Yeah. Right. I love it. Um, anything that you'd like to tell people about staying in touch with your work and what you're, what you're really focused on doing next at this point? Um, yeah, so I think uh, um, they can always find me um, at drtalbrown.com. Uh, that's um, D-R-T-A-U-B-R-A-U-N.com. Um, okay. I, uh, that's a good way for people to leave me with an email address because I'm, at, you know, I'm always um, just on the verge of being shut down from you know, whatever platform. People sure. can also find my work. Um, there's a lot of my interviews on, on places like Rumble, Rumble and Brightian. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, those are good places to, to see some other the things that I've worked on. Um, ultimately, where, where I think my work is, is, is heading, um, I mean, drilling down on the science side, I'm really concentrating on understanding acetylcholine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty complicated um, because there are, um, even on the receptors, um, there are um, subtypes and then there's subtypes of those subtypes. And yeah, it, 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 it really is like, um, you know, um, it's it's like wiring and cabling and so you're getting into something where you've got to work out okay so that you know the immune system is controlled by the subset of nicotinic receptors called alpha 7 and then you can see how that's being exploited in terms of um, uh, the way that vaccines exploit that uh, and the way that this vaccine's exploiting it and even HIV exploits these alpha seven receptors so on the science side I've, I've got my my work cut off cut out for me um, I think that I'm, um, uh, there's a part to me that is um, in spending time uh, looking through history and scripture um, mm-hmm. and seeing what, what else uh, others did and how they did it. Uh, because a lot of people started turning to me and I, I started feeling a pressure um, when people said, well, okay, well, we're all on the same side and, uh, you know, we agree with you. What do we do about it? Right. And, and, I, and I needed to find ways um, of articulating that. And I certainly am going to um, say that uh, what you just said is an incredibly uh, important part of it. The, uh, the uh, self-awareness um, and being empowered um, is, 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 is vital. I think the uh, holding the line for people um, is also, um, uh, yeah, I think people, um, I, I feel very privileged to have been brought, uh, to grow up in South Africa and then to have traveled the world extensively because I think what it does for us is it, it helps. Um, I know a lot of people say life is relative, but life is also comparative. And so, like when people go like, I, I can't pull, pull my kid out of public school. So of right. course I'm going to vaccinate them. Otherwise they can't go to school. And yeah. I would say, well, you do realize that, you know, that homeschooling would be um, at least a thousand times better um, than even, you know, some of the schools that I've seen where kids literally have to sit in the dirt because they don't have a roof over their head. Like, right. and, and, yeah. and some of those kids have become the top, people in the world i mean yeah yeah it's a a lot better to sit in the dirt than be brainwashed in a real fancy building 
Correct, or even dead from a substance or that you dead, had to take, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I, once again, there's a, there's, a beautiful, there's a beautiful piece of scripture that helps with that, which is I've been telling parents lately, you know, if you think you've got a tough choice about, about homeschooling at the moment or finding a pod for your kids to participate in, you know, realize that when this happened in Egypt and there was mm-hmm. a decree to, to, you know, to, uh, to kill the babies, you right. know, mother, mothers were forced to find ways, like, like Moses' mother did, of getting him into the palace and being adopted rather than, than accept a decree to kill her child. And right. so I think they've got it easy at the moment to say, oh, I just want to enroll him at the, at the local public school. I think yeah. that that's complicated, but, but, but vastly different um, than, than some choices that people have made in terms of getting their children over borders and, you know, all, all uh, um, hor- um, other horrible choices. Um, the, the other thing that I'm trying to do um, uh, is I'm constantly working out the simplicity of solution when it comes to minerals, vitamins, supplements, and food. Mm-hmm. And I'm also reminded, um, you know, uh, part of um, a trick, you know, when you talk about brainwashing, something that I want to leave people thinking with, um, and, and of course there's, there's wonderful pe- uh, experts that can uh, lend assistance to us. You know, most of the world's weeds that have mm-hmm. been, you know, uh, we've been told, oh, the, that thing, you need to get that out of your garden. That's a weed. Oh, right. you better pull that up. It will take over. And there lies the entire alternate um, pharmacy that everybody's looking for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and, e- and even that, there, there's a whole other aspect of lifestyle details. And if we, the more we tune in on that, the less any kind of pharmacy is even relevant. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very much of that. That, uh, that I think that speaks to resilience um, in terms of the fact that um, diversity and uh, and once again to to uh, to paraphrase from you, you know, the idea of reminding ourselves that we have choices. You know, um, yeah, I think something that's been fascinating for me um, throughout uh, at least a couple of decades, but yeah, very much heightened during this pandemic, is it can be a, quite a fun research project to take any pharmaceutical. And then just spend, uh, you know, 20 minutes and drill down on what that pharmaceutical was in terms of where it came from. Right. And so I forget which one it is. It's either frankincense or myrrh is the building box of the drug called Tamiflu. Right. But they have a challenge because if you just use something that's going to help people, it just ruins your business. <laughs> so you <laughs> exactly. have to engineer it. So that it seems to make something better on the surface, but right. it's guaranteed to cause much worse things long term. Right. It comes. It comes with the. Um, it comes with the inevitable promise that you'll come back to them. <laughs> absolutely, in worse condition, ready yeah. for the next remedy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with that, let's leave it on that, and let's uh, okay. let's not let's not let's not do that. Let's not give them the ability to sell us things where ultimately the uh, you know the the their goal is uh, recurring, whether it's a recurring patient, a recurring customer, or a recurring slave. I yeah. think that that um, there's a wonderful um, opportunity for us to say let's let's gravitate towards things that, in its simplicity, uh, don't come with a slew of problems that need fixing. Yes, and and to be able to answer in detail what pe- what you said people are asking you, and okay, we see all these pro- terrible problems and stuff, and what do we do? And at laying that out clearly so that people can relate to it would be a really good idea at this point. 
Yeah, and we can only get there through a group effort. That's exactly help each not, other. Yeah, not come from one person at all. Okay, well, um, incredible honor to be able to speak to you for a little while. On you too, thank you. Hold on, and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Yeah, wonderful. That was Dr. Talbron, you guys. I hope you got something out of our discussion, and um, I really was positively impressed by him. Somebody who's really caring about what happens to humanity in the world and working on things to do to make it better for his own understanding and working on a product that we didn't get to talk about too much, uh, Copperine. And I think if you go to Dr. Dr. Taubron, T-A-U-B-R-A-U-N.com, you can see more about this supplement that he's selling, this mixing copper and zinc in a form that is the most helpful for human bodies. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, when they were coming up with the natural protocols for COVID in the early days, including what Dr. Selenko was doing and others, they were saying that you can't just use hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or quercetin. You've got to use zinc too, because um, these other medicines were what's called zinc ionophores. That means they pulled the zinc inside the cell and then the zinc blocked attack from the outside And what uh, Dr. Braun is explaining is that for zinc to be safe, it has to be balanced by a certain ratio of copper in a certain form. And that's what he's developed in what what he calls copperine. Um, So check out his site, drtalbron.com. He's got another product in there that is apparently really um, incredibly valuable for health in all kinds of situations, including arthritic situations and others, according to his own account of it. And that should be at the same website if you want to check it out. Other than that, um, I think he's doing great work. That's my impression in general. And it's refreshing to run into a scientist and investigator like Taubron that has such a deep awareness of what's going on knows about Dr. Artis's work and um, wants to do things to minimize the danger and help the victims of the vaccine. Because I think that's going to be a huge market, the people who are wanting to recover from the damage that the injection has done. And Dr. Brown and his team are working on that now. So stay up to date with his work at the site we mentioned. He's all over uh, many of the non-censoring video platforms as well. You can see a lot from him on Brighteon and BitChute and uh, Rumble and other places like that. So I think that pretty much wraps it up. We went a little longer than we expected. And um, stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com. There's articles and videos that are posted there. They're all free almost every day uh, on what's going on in the world. And our main focus is not just say, you know, all these terrible things are going on, even though that's really true, but it's all a focus on solutions. And it seems to me that you're the key part of that solution. And we touched on this a little bit when we are talking with Dr. Braun about responsibility and blame. And, you know, I was trying to get at the idea that we're 100% responsible, but as victims of brainwashing, we're not really to be condemned or blamed. We're to be healed from it and to get over it and to put it as a phase of world history behind us. 
And that's what all of us are trying to help each other do, not to fight about who has the best answer, but use the valuable pieces of what everybody comes up with and put them together and construct a healthy, life-oriented society and civilization before the ultimate destruction of the old one, kind of in tandem to that. And I think that's what Dr. Braun's work is attempting to do. So um, thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Learn everything you can. As we were saying in the discussion, don't assume what you cannot do because you really don't know until you find out, you know, what the possibilities may be. Um, you come from an amazing place, not physical, but something much higher, no matter what language you use for it. You're being a pure spirit working through a costume. So we need to drop the programming of fighting each other, appreciate each other as all coming from the same place and help our family members. That's all of us as much as we can. So if you want to give us any feedback, there's a contact form at lostartsradio.com and tell us what you think or what you want to see us cover or guests you want to see on the air or um, take a look at what we're doing at planetaryhealingclub.com, which is really the focus on changing elements inside ourselves that are forgotten uh, focuses of power that can help heal the world, which is our job you know, our best use of our time if we can do it. And that means healing yourself because you can't do one without the other. They're, we're all connected. Um, that's planetaryhealingclub.com. And whatever you do, don't underestimate your power to heal situations, relationships, things in the world, just by who you become. So take good care of yourself and um, we'll look forward to seeing you again next week on the show. Take care. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. 
And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Life as we knew it just took a turn A turn to who knows where That fork in the road didn't see it coming Caught us unaware What we took for granted All been taken away Gotta do it different Gotta find another way Hold on We're all in this together it's a catch cry of the day We gotta be, period There's no other way But hey, can't cry all night There's a war to fight An enemy to put away Keep faith, isolate Help is on the way It's a new world order They've locked down the border Wherever we are 
That's where we have to stay No time for blame This is a runaway train Gotta apply the brakes For the future of humanity Gotta do whatever it takes Hold on We're all in this together It's a catch cry of the day We gotta be, period There is no other way But hey, can't cry all night There's a war to fight An enemy to put away Keep the faith, isolate Help is on the way There's a bad moon rising Armageddon In the shape of a virus Gotta stay at home It's life by phone This is what it's like to be alone But hold on We're all in this together It's a catch cry of the day We gotta be, period There is no other There's a war to fight and an enemy to put away Keep the faith, isolate, help is on the way Keep the faith, isolate, gotta believe, help is on the way